Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. The COP27 is taking place in Egypt at the moment and the pressure has been exerted on all countries to reduce their impact on the environment. For all farmers, nitrogen is a critical component for overall production, but it comes at a cost both monetarily and environmentally. For example, nitrogen used in tillage farming accounts for approximately 75 to 80% of the overall greenhouse gas emissions. These emissions come from the manufacture of the product, nitrous oxide losses in the field, and also leaching of nitrate through the soil profile and into our rivers. Arguably, this leaching is one of tillage farming's greatest challenges, especially in river catchments in the southeast, such as the Slaney Valley. As everyone knows, nitrogen and phosphorus recommendations are tightly controlled in the Nitrates Action Plan, and all farmers are required to follow this. Up to now, the Department of Agriculture checked a small proportion of farmers to ensure complying to these recommendations. And starting next January, these controls will get tighter as all farmers will be required to register all of their purchases of fertilizers throughout the year. To tell us more about this, I'm delighted to be joined by Finbar Regan from the Department of Agriculture. Finbar, we might just start out by outlining why Ireland needs to have a fertilizer database. This is a question we have been asked um, because this is not coming from EU legislation, um, as many other areas, uh, many other things do. Um, although commitments have been made to the EU Commission, which includes the establishment of the National Fertilizer Database. And this is in order to maintain our nitrates derogation, as well as for department schemes and monitoring climate targets. Uh, we'll need to be able to track fertilizer, and we consider that the database is the best option for achieving this goal. So, so I suppose that's where it's coming from. Uh, and we think long term, it will make life easier for everybody. Okay, so it's kind of a, a monitoring in the background for all the various different commitments Ireland have, whether it's nitrates on one side of it or greenhouse gases on the other side of it or the reduction in the overall fertilizer kind of basis. Or, uh, that's really where it's coming from as much as anything else. Absolutely. And, and we accept that, you know, it's difficult to set it up, but once, once we have it up and running, uh, it will be of benefit to everybody in, in that respect. Uh, and we will be, obviously, EU money depends on it. So um, it'll be a, a much easier system and a verifiable system um, that they have agreed to. They're happy with that. Okay. So to give people an idea then, uh, when is the requirements, I suppose, coming to farmers? So the plan is to be operational in January 2023, so next January. Uh, but this is dependent on having legislation in place. So that legislation is going through the system at the moment. Uh, so my understanding is the Joint Oireachtas Committee pre-legislative scrutiny is complete. They will issue a report and then we'll go from there. Uh, but that's assuming the legislation is in place. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it'll be January the, next year. The, the legislation is still on track to be there before the, the close down for Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's that's our hope. But like I said, we don't have any control over that. It's in the system. Yeah. We did what we could, so we'll we'll see, um, and we'll have updates. We have stakeholder meetings, updates, um, probably before the end of this month. There'll be a meeting that will have an update on that. Okay, and is it is it just nitrogen that the that this is really trying to track, or is it a bit more than that? I suppose nitrogen is it was the main the main thinking behind it. All right, but because we're getting details of um, of the products from companies, and we'd we'd expect the uh, retailers to upload all that information uh, we will be look we will have np and k available to us because of that um because that's the way it's set up uh you know the way the products are we'll have that npk information in the background and just to say that this also covers lime and liming products um so it will include information on that 
And also from, I suppose, the climate perspective, we will have information on the use of inhibitors or protected urea, I suppose, is what people would would look at in that respect um, from the climate perspective. Okay, and I suppose in, in in an overall general sense, maybe apart from the border, we we have a very clear view about all of the chemical nitrogen that comes comes in or out of the country. And is the is the border kind of issue pretty well sorted now at this stage? Well, I suppose with the border issue, if if a retailer is bringing um, product across the border, that will be captured in their sales to fertilizer end users to to farmers in the main. Um, and there's also a facility on the database, um, the fertilizer database, that if a farmer is bringing a product in directly from Northern Ireland, that they can go in and enter that on the system as well. So the facility is there to record all of that. Okay. So if we go back just a little bit then to figure out, well, who who has to um, account for fertilizers going through the system? What's the various different levels of people that need to account for it? Yeah, I suppose the... The main work will be done by the retailers. So whoever's selling to a fertilizer end user, so the guys who are selling to farmers, that'll be co-ops, merchants, uh, any retailers of the products, they will have to upload their sales data um, onto the system. So I suppose the bulk of the work is done at that level. Um, There will be a, a facility whereby their system can link to ours to make the transition of information easier. Uh, when it comes to um, I suppose the farmers and professional end users, um, they will need to register um, on the system. So they register with the department and they will, as I mentioned um, in, in the training the other week, they will, they'll have to submit uh, an opening stock. Um, and I suppose to make it clear as well that they will have, even if that opening stock is zero, they will still have to go in and tick the box to say they have zero opening stock. Uh, so that they will have registered and then they will have acknowledged that they don't have opening stock. So it's not just if you do actually have something on farm, there's also the requirement to uh, to note if you don't have anything. Okay, we might get to that in just a second because we might just go just maybe tell farmers how to get into the system in the first place. But just going back another little bit there. So we have the retailer and we have the end user or the farmer, or the, I think you call them professional end user. Do the importers have to um, account for everything that's coming through the system and linked to that, then will you be able to, or will the department be able to track, if you like, every ton of, or every kilo or ton, whatever you like, of nitrogen from, if you like, when it's imported to its use throughout the whole, all the way across to into the system? Yeah, that that's the that's the goal, but that's not going to be in place immediately. So I suppose initially we're looking at sales to farmers. We already have a system whereby the importers provide us with their um, information, their data, and there's also CSO figures, but that's a bit disjointed. So I suppose longer term, we're going to try and get all that into the fertilizer database and the legislation will account for that, that anyone that's involved in the sale um, or importation of fertilizer will be included on the system and will have to input their data. So I suppose we, we do have sight of that information, but it'll just make it a lot neater uh, once it's all in the system. So the, the plan is to have all that in place by the end of next year. So going back then to the farmer, so how does the farmer get started in the system? Is it through ag food where a farmer can look at um, their uh, BPS or their payments, if you like? Is it through that portal that a farmer is going to be going into to, to, to start into the system, if you like? Uh, yes, it is. So when they go into ag food, um, there'll be a, a national fertilizer database uh, 
that they can click into. Um, and then the registration is simply ticking a box to say they're happy to register with the department uh, for that, uh, for the for National Fertilizer Database. Um, that will allow them then to um, input their opening stock um, and it will also allow them uh, later in the year to download um, reports on their um, purchases uh, as well. So at that stage, then, does the farmer get a use the, 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 the farmer's herd number throughout the whole system the same as he would have in the past or he or she would have in the past, I should say? Or is there a new number that is related to the farmer within this database? No, the herd number will be the, the identifier for this as well. Um, so it's just to simplify it again. I mean, everything we're doing is trying to make it as simple as possible for everyone involved. Um, so it was felt that using the herd number would be a better option. Um, and the, that's, I, I think we, when we've had our, our meetings with stakeholders, they've agreed that the, that's probably a, an option that they're happy with. So if a farmer then sees yet more stuff coming through, but anyway, the farmer's busy and the farmer forgets to tick the box and put in the opening stock and it, it, do that end of it, what happens does the farmer is the farmer can the farmer buy fertilizer or is the farmer needs something else so that they can purchase it or is there a ban for buying it or how does that work? No, the farmer will 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 be able to purchase um, fertilizer. What will happen is that it'll be flagged on our system when that herd number comes through. We'll see that it isn't registered, and we will simply uh, contact the farmer to remind them um, that they need to register on the system. Um, and record opening stock. That that's all that will happen in that case. So we would hope that um, a few months into next year, all of that will have washed through the system, uh, and we'll have everyone up and running on it. Okay, so just there might be a step missing in there in the middle. So if, um, say, I'm a farmer and I pick up the phone and I ring ring the, my local merchant and say, look, I want ten tons of nitrogen, um, and we did deliver it out on Tuesday. Will the will the merchant is the merchant obliged to take my herd number or can I just just order it and away we go? No, the, the merchant will require your herd number. So that's how it will show up on the system. So the herd number goes in, the merchant is, is legally required to have that. That will go in and then when that's uploaded, if, the, if that herd number isn't registered on the National Fertilizer Database or registered with the department, then um, that will be flagged and we'll contact them. No, that makes that makes sense. All right. Okay. So, um, so once the so again, I I uh, let's just say I I ordered this ten tons of fertilizer, and that's all I was ordering for the year. Let's just say on that, I give my herd number and and kind of away I go. Do I then need to uh go into the agfood.ie and put in that I bought ten tons of fertilizer from my local merchant? No, no, you don't. Um, really, the farmer's only interaction with the system is is a is an open is to register and to record an opening um, and then a closing stock. Um, so, I suppose the only interaction, the registration, is a one-off. Um, so, the only interaction after that is to put your closing stock in at the at the end of each year. Um, that's more than likely going to be nitrates. Will probably look for that to be in September. Um, and that's it. So that's your only interaction from every year after that is to is to put in your closing stock. Next year is different where you need an opening and a closing stock. But obviously after that, the closing stock from one year becomes the opening stock for the next. Sure. Okay. 
And um, you mentioned before there that uh, a farmer can go in through the year, well, maybe a little bit later on, on during the year to download a report which would tell the farmer how much fertilizer was bought during the year. What happens if the um, farmer recognizes that God, there's a mistake there. That's I, I didn't I didn't buy that or it's I was double counted or whatever happens to be. How's that? How's that catered for? Yeah, we will have um, we'll have a functional mailbox um, and hopefully we'll have a, a phone line as well. So the the farmer can contact um, the merchant um, or the department or both uh, point out the issue that will be addressed. So that there's no there's no worries about that. If there's a genuine uh, mistake made, um, we'll iron it out between ourselves and the, and the merchant and the farmer, and it'll it'll be corrected in the system. Okay. And what if the, in that scenario, that's after an inspection is notified to the farmer? Yeah. Again, I suppose uh, we could we can verify any data that's in the system with the with the merchant who uploaded it. Uh, so if the farmer has a problem with a particular entry, uh, we can go back and verify that with the merchant as well. So the same will apply. I mean, just because there's a, it hasn't been noticed because I, I, a lot of farmers may not interact with this until the end of the year. Uh, so it may not be noticed during the year when there's an inspection. Um, it's it, the same rules apply. You know, once once we can verify that uh, it is a genuine issue, then it'll be resolved. And if I was a merchant, because obviously merchants listen to this podcast as well. If I was a merchant and uh, I made that mistake, is there any sanction for me in terms of that mistake that might be made? No, once once we can verify that it was a genuine mistake and and it's uh, it's corrected. No, that I I don't see any uh, any need to to sanction anyone on that. But I suppose one thing I would say on that is um, when we've spoken to merchants, um, their feedback to us is that they do a reconciliation, say the first week of February for January data. Uh, so we would look for that uh, that January data the second week of February so that they would have done all their internal checks and made sure that everything balances. Uh, so we're hoping in that way that very little incorrect data ends up in the fertilizer database. We can all hope on that one, but uh, yeah, from, <laughs> it's they, they've agreed that it's 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 the best option. And yeah, we, like I said, listen, everyone's aware that there's going to be teasing problems next year and there's going to be some difficulties. But, um, you know, I think I think once they're feeding back to us and it's useful for us that they come back with what possible issues they see uh, so we can we can anticipate uh, solutions for those in advance. If I was a farmer. And I was looking at this another yet another system coming through. I'd be kind of going, oh, geez, that's another stick for them to beat me with. How much of an inspection level is going to be involved in this in terms of, let's say I'm a farmer and uh, I'm putting out, uh, let's, let's just say for round figures, 5,000 kilos of nitrogen. But in the way it ended up, I ended up putting 5,050 kilos of nitrogen out. Um it's all very. It's all. It's all on the system. But in other years, uh, the I may well not have got inspected, if you know what I mean. And to a degree, that fifty kilos maybe it might be here or there. But I wouldn't have been inspected. Whereas in this system, every farmer is inspected, kind of like the BPS, that every parcel is inspected. Um, like it or not, it probably is from a remote kind of point of view. And 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 those anomalies are pointed out to the farmer. Is it something similar in this? Well, I suppose <laughs> this this isn't my area of expertise, but um, I suppose the the response from the integrator controls is that um, inspections will apply to one percent of beneficiaries. Uh, but in addition to that, there is cross reporting, so a system whereby non uh, integrated control divisions 
um, other divisions within the department and external authorities um, like local authorities um, can report in to the integrated controls division as well if there are breaches um, and that would include exceedance of, of fertilizer use. Um, so I suppose the, it, it's looking at, it, at the moment at least, um, 1% um, plus all those other additional possibilities for, for checks, I suppose. So the answer is probably yes, then. So everything will be inspected all the time. Well, I, I don't think we'll have 100% checks. I don't think that's possible. But I suppose the, um, in, in a way, I suppose the, the system will allow us to, to have an overview of things longer term. Um, so we'll see see where we're going with it. But um, I suppose the thing to say is that, you know, if lads are complying, um, then there's no issue, whatever system you have in place. That that's mm. I suppose that's the message that, that we'd get out there. And I suppose, uh, and again, thinking of livestock versus a tillage farmer and on, on a tillage farmer, it's very clear or it's very easy to see all, everything's registered, if you like, on the, on the animal database and it's relatively clear what the um, uh, what, what that farmer can actually put on for the most part. Whereas in tillage, you have different crops which require different amounts of nitrogen in different years and that kind of thing. Do, do you think the department are going to look upon that differently from a crop point of view versus an animal point of view? No, and I suppose, again, uh, this wouldn't be my area of expertise, but um, I suppose fertilizer use controls are the same for all farmers, regardless of what type of farming you're talking about or, or enterprise. Uh, and it's based on calculated allowances. Um, so, you know, you as you say, which you, you know, you have certain things feed into that uh, that equation, and it's it's quite a complicated uh, set of calculations to figure out what's what's allowed. And I'm sure there's be a lot of advisors very busy next year working on that. But I suppose once that figure is figure is worked out. Um, then that's that's the figure that will be used in terms of deciding whether the farmer is compliant or not. Okay. And as you mentioned, it is quite complex. What's your view in terms of, no, this might necessarily be worry, but in terms of the need for a nutrient management plan for 2023 for, for, for crop farmers? Yeah, I suppose. Um, again, yeah, not my area, but just to, 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 to I suppose technically it's not mandatory, uh, but certain holdings will be required to take soil tests in accordance um, with gap regs and may necessitate a need for a nutrient management plan. So I suppose it's good to get that information out there as well, that you need to look into it and maybe talk to your advisor and see what's involved and and whether you're covered by it. Uh, For example, from 2023, arable land uh, on holdings will require soil tests uh, in accordance with the regs. Um, In the absence of a valid soil test, arable land must assume a p index of four and i suppose the consequence of that is is that uh, phosphorus can't be applied uh, so it's uh, you, you need an up-to-date soil test would be the message uh, to, to get out there um and and talk to your advisor absolutely okay yeah and and in terms of organic manures being tracked have been uh, in terms of imports because you know tillage farmers tend to where they can bring in organic manures. Uh, how does that system going to work? Does that interact with this database? Um, it's, it's not part of this uh, national fertilizer database, but I suppose the system that's in place at present uh, where organic manure imports and exports um, are already declared online to the department. Uh, the exporting farmer sets up the movement on ag food and the importing farmer then verifies it. So that system will continue. So I suppose um, to answer your question, the department will have oversight of, of all inputs on that front. Okay, so I suppose really the message as far as I can see it from listening to you is that 
you know, if you're a reasonable size um, or even a small tillage farmer, you really do need a nutrient management plan because it's pretty complex between different crops, different soil results. And uh, if you've imports of organic manures, there's um, there's a nice bit of calculation between it all to make sure it's actually right. Finbar, can I ask you just the last kind of question or so, and it's really around, and um, there's a good bit of farmers farming together, whether that's in farming units or whether it's, um, you know, uh, neighbors kind of working together. Um, is there a facility where a farmer can transfer uh, fertilizer from one to another? Uh, yes, there is within the system. So they need to register for this function. But I suppose once they're registered on the system, uh, they'll have an actions um, list. And one of those is um, farm to farm transfer. And so when you go into that only for the first time, you literally tick a box uh, to say that you you register for that system uh, with the department. Uh, and then you won't see that again. Um, and you'll be able to essentially your own uh, identifier will be will be there. So you just put in the, the herd number for the farm you're transferring to uh, the tonnage, uh, the product involved. And it's it's as straightforward as that. OK, so it's a few a few clicks and, and you should be able to do it relatively straightforward enough. Absolutely. And like I said, the registration part is literally tick box and that's once off. For, okay. for that particular function. And also just to say on the imports, if you're importing directly onto your farm uh, from say Northern Ireland, uh, there's also a, a facility to record that on the system. And it's the same thing. You tick a box the first time you do it and then that's it after that. Okay, fantastic. And as a matter of interest, just when you talk about the imports from Northern Ireland, have, do they have to register with the department somewhere in terms of imports into Ireland in general? So in other words, if I was a... I know, turkey producer or head, chicken producer up in the north um, are all of my you know exports to various different farmers recorded at at their level as well as the farmer importing them as well they you you mean for for the fertilizer being no for for the organic manure bits oh sorry organic no i'm just talking about chemical fertilizer sorry okay. yeah okay. yeah okay rather not okay Perfect. Look, uh, Finbar, that's brilliant. Thanks very much. Uh, there was, um, there's a good bit of information in that. I think a lot of farmers might be listening with interest to this, kind of going, holy moly, there's something else coming at us. Um, but look, it's good. They they know they've they've, they've got advanced uh, warning on it. And look, hopefully it all goes very smoothly for them. And if you're agreeable, we might maybe come back again, maybe early in the new year, maybe touch base with it to see how the, the setup of the whole system is working. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, thanks very much, Michael. And like I said, we appreciate the opportunity to get information out there and any feedback that comes comes back uh, through your advisors or anything can be can be fed back into the department and we'll take that on board as well. So that's it for this week. And my thanks to Finbar for joining me in the podcast. We are conducting some research about how to improve the podcast for the future. You, the listener, is who we would like to hear from about the improvements you would like to see for the future. If you'd like to participate in a short feedback process, please email me on michael.hennessy at chagas.ie. Finally, don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple Podcast or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.